every once in a while, when I'm sort of in between thoughts and, and actions, I don't have something I specifically have to do, and I let my mind wander, as I did just a moment ago, and I also have influences from, say, catching up to Star Trek Discovery. Not quite. I need one more episode. I start to really wonder what the universe is made of. It's it's one of those strange questions that I I do kind of wonder if it's worth worrying about. Worrying is not the right word. Well, sort of. It is the right word, but not in the way we typically use it. We we associate worrying now with an emotional response. If you're worrying about something, you are are anxious or concerned or upset. Well, the word worrying has a much different context, which is the way I want to mean it now. Um, the same way a dog is gnawing on a bone. I've, I've heard it said that he could be worrying at that bone or... Um, a worry stone sometimes thought as an emotional um, outlet for anxiety, but it's also really just picking away at something, worrying at it. What's the sense I'm meaning right now? A problem that you're sort of digging at that you're never necessarily expecting to solve. Uh, the moment a dog chews all the way through its bone, it's it's actually kind of lost, really. Um, that activity is no longer there for it. And it can be a depression to end the worrying in that case. But things like what their universe really is, what it means if it is that way, and what it would mean if it was some other way, those are interesting questions to chew over. I guess the inspiration at the moment is mathematical. It feels strange that the world has things like E or pi in it. Infinite, irrational numbers. I mean, we call them infinite, but we don't know because infinity itself is another one of those weirdly irrational concepts. I used to marvel when we would touch on such things in a math class, the idea of comparing infinities was always kind of mind-boggling. E is the uh, Euler's number. It's got another name. It's the base of natural logarithms. Its mathematical formula to, to generate it, I believe, is remarkably simple. It, it is an infinite sum. But I seem to recall it was something like, I, I, I think it was something like 1 over 1 plus 1 over 1 plus 2 plus 1 over 1 plus 2 plus 3, something like that. And there are an infinite number of infinite sums, but not every one of them produces an interesting number. Some just become essentially an asymptotic uh, uh, estimation of their of their existence. Uh, the, the reason logarithms or the E is on my mind is E day was just a few days ago. I I use daily celebrations as an inspiration 
for doing my daily Monday to Friday radio program. I, I build that program with as many different interesting bits as I can and then allow the moment to be absorbed in whatever takes my attention. And I joked at the end of that particular intro segment that I was now going to read aloud all the digits of E and proceeded to read them. Of course, E being an infinite number. Attempted a fade out, but I was a little uncoordinated. But it was a it is an interesting number. It has a it has a place and an understanding in the ratios. I, I watched a TikTok video reminding me once more of something I had heard numerous times of the infinity of pi and how it has a very real place in in real physical things. It is a ratio between the diameter and the radius of a, a circle, or you can also use it in terms of a sea, of a sphere. It is a, a singular entity in those formulas, the, the letter pi. But it's impossible to know what that number actually is. And when I think about a universe that has such potentiality for things that we cannot express in the ways that we understand them, it is quite remarkable. Now, to be fair hmm, to the these notions, they are calculable, and we can express in a non-infinite way how they can be calculated, even if we can never actually calculate the exact number. And in some ways, it's, it's a sort of second-order logic of the universe. There's the universe as it exists, but on the, on the, the plane you're examining it, it exists, but yet there are things that cannot be explained within it. And if you go to another, another order of explanation, suddenly you discover a more complicated formula or relationship that explains that low-level perception. And it makes me wonder about others that we might have. People have long speculated that any sort of anomalous event might be an expression in a higher dimensional space. I've mentioned not too long ago, I believe, of the idea of imaginary numbers, which takes a, as their, their base assumption an impossibility and says, well, but if it was possible, what would, what would we be able to do with that? I forget the motivating case uh, and the I guess the target mathematics of that that particular one. I, I remember learning it in high school. There are two things about learning stuff, of course. There's learning to do it, and then there's learning to understand it. And we did a lot of learning to do it. Uh, most people never crossed over to the level of understanding, not truly understanding. They would learn it by rote. They would learn perhaps what was told about it. But truly grasping the implications of something like that I mean, some people would. I think I did. But even then, the, the, the implications are, are slippery. They're difficult to hold on to. It implies that reality as we know it is not the sum total of all things. That, in fact, there is another layer of understanding the universe. 
another popular expression of this was the matrix. I, I think truly understanding what the matrix is as a movie series. And I haven't seen the fourth one that I should, I should watch that to see how far they strayed from that initial vision. But certainly the first matrix movie made an interesting and bold demonstration that what we perceive as reality may not in fact be reality, but may in fact be a simulation or another way to, to perceive that they are the limited layers and then there are the hidden layers you do not see, which manipulate all of those. And while there are wild theories on the one side about how all of this stuff works, there are very serious and also wild theories about how it works in the scientific world. The many worlds theory, for example, explaining how time creates an infinite number of worlds every second from every possible thing, outcome that can happen. Doesn't quite make a lot of sense in some ways. And then there's divergent and convergent paths within that where you might return back or, or all the possibilities collapse back to an, to a, a state common to another set of possibilities. So you end up with two branches that while they had gone on wildly deviant routes to get there, could themselves be the same. And the question is, at that point, are they the same? Is there only one expression of every pathway that possibly can exist? Stuff like that is the it's the coolest stuff to contemplate. I've awful often said too that somewhere in there, somewhere in there, story is truth. Not that every story dominates the truth, but somewhere in there, there's more than just the physical manifestations of the world, but also the informational manifestations of the world. Another dimension of sight and sound and knowledge. I don't know what that means. And I'm too tired now to fully explore it, but maybe you have. I've been wandering out loud more than that this time than usual. I mark the encaffeinated one. And sometimes it's fun to contemplate the big pictures. But then the question comes back again. Why bother? What do I gain from this? Does it help me truly understand the universe? Am I going to be someone who, who changes the perception of the universe? Is that even possible for me? I don't know. But if I don't contemplate these things, it certainly will not be possible. So I guess I'm in that branch of the infinite expanding universe. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.